Well, hello there. It's another weekend update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. How are you today, sir? I'm fine. Hanging in there. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Kind of a, well, I was busy yesterday. I was doing a lot of stuff and then went to bed. And I don't hear any noises in the background, so the guys obviously are taking the weekend off from... Oh, uh, they never work on the weekend, which is amazing. <laughs> they they supposedly start at 6 in the morning, but they really start about 7. They mm-hmm. get outside and start making noise. Yes. And then at noon, they take a lunch break. Of course, an and, hour, and right? Then they come, right. And then they come back at 1 o'clock and they mm-hmm. wrap it all up. They put everything away and they're done. I'm like going, That's wow, a these good guys... Deal. Will, these guys get paid for an eight-hour day, and they work a four-hour day, and they get their breaks and their lunch. Hey, if it's what do they say, if you can, if you can do it, great. <laughs> well, America's changed. I mean, uh, you a lot of jobs now are more conducive to letting the people get away with what they want, and uh, a lot of people are working from home. You know, it's, it was uh, the, back in the turn of the twentieth century, back in uh, like nineteen hundred, people work from six to six. 12 yeah. hour days, and maybe they might get uh, half an hour for lunch uh, in, in the factories around the. And they also had children working in the factories, too, which was not a good thing. But uh, we've, we've and, changed. And we've learned how not to be, communicate with each other. I, I've noticed, too, you know, when you used to get home, you know, you'd uh, take a shower, eat something, and then you might go out and do stuff. There were things to go, places to mingle, mm-hmm. there were fun things to do. Now, there's not. Uh, I I know somebody that took a job at a restaurant, you know, because they paid pretty well. They're paying pretty well for a cook. Yeah. I said, yeah, that place is is a as a landmark here, but it was always open twenty four seven because in you know anybody that was out drinking, they'd go in for their their morning feed before they'd go home. But it's a family owned business. Now that business opens up at seven a.m. in the morning, and it closes. Usually around six or seven at night, the weekends, it closes at two in the afternoon because people's habits have changed. They're not out prowling around doing whatever. So they still need Some make of the uh, giant Eagle supermarkets in this area used to be open 24 hours a day. Not but, no more. No, I think it's because they can't get people to work. And I've noticed too, well, that's too. You know, people don't want to do that. And I noticed too, people aren't going out, but I see. You know, I'll go on to, to check and send somebody a message. Go, oh, wow, look at all these people that are on uh, Messenger. Let me say hi to this person. They don't answer back. They're just sitting there <laughs> looking at stuff. And I'm like going, what a lonely freaking world this has become. I think I told you I saw two young 15-year-old girls walking down the street, very attractive, healthy looking, and they're literally walking shoulder to shoulder. Side by side, but they're looking at their phones. Instead of yeah. having a conversation and talking to each other about what's going on in their world or looking around and seeing the, the day that they're living in, nope. They were stuck in that phone looking at that thing. It was like, uh, what would happen to them if all of a sudden all the phones stopped working? What would they do? It, it, it's, I, uh, it's tough. I don't know. There was a job that I saw somewhere. And it was basically for somebody that was going to answer phones. But the uh, number one uh, number one thing was is to be able to know how to text because that's how people want to communicate now. Mm. I don't want to do that. You know, when I see something on, I want to talk to a person because I want to ask a question. I don't want to sit there and miskey something, you know, or autocorrect, take it over, which always happens to me. Because then you look like the biggest jackass dummy in the world and... 
I want to ask you a question. I want to hear how you answer. Well, you know what you know drives me nuts when someone's in the same house and they text you. I mean, oh. how about just picking up the phone and or yelling down the stairs or like the old days? But no, they text you, you know. And then they'll oh, say, yeah. "Well, didn't you? I sent you a text." Well, I don't always read it, you know. I'm not really well, I, I, glued to I, I the phone. I do now. I do now because that's the only way. But then, you know, the other you, you could always tell if somebody. You know, you could you could measure somebody's temperature, their yeah. demeanor by how they talk to you. Sure, intonation. Now you have, yeah. Now you have to figure it out in the text. You know, you send somebody something, and you saw them on, but they turned off or whatever. You know, did they ghost you? Did they go away, or are they just ignoring you? Someone and- sent you a response, one word, right? Great. Now, great. Well, that means can- they don't care about well, you. Well, great can be great. Or it can be great. I mean, inflection is everything, you know? Yeah. And you can't tell inflection from just reading the word. You know, hey, I I, I, I did this today and got a raise. Great. Is it great? Great or great? Yeah, I mean, you don't know what they're saying on the other end. And they expect you to understand what it is they're saying. And, and then I, you have type responses like, wow, just hit it and it types mm-hmm. it. But... The thing that I understand from these social media experts now, when you get a one, two, three, maybe four-word answer, it means they don't care about you. They're just kind of hoping you fade away, Mm. you know. So the short answer, that's what they're doing. You know, don't bother me. You know what else drives me nuts? Speaking of driving me nuts, I have an autocorrect program uh, on my computer. It, It... It'll tell you if you're doing things, you know, grammatically wrong, with, and they'll mm-hmm. make make a suggestion. What really drives me nuts is when the suggestion is not as good as what you wrote, but it'll suggest it like, well, that's this is better, and I'll say it's not appropriate. I, I I'll hit ignore. Yeah, rewrite stuff. Yeah. Have you ever typed something and you didn't look and it corrected it for you? Oh, sure. See, that's that's one of the other things of social media, is that. You need to spell check and make sure it's right because if somebody gets something that's all, then that says you don't respect them. And I'm like going, no, it says that my damn phone was sitting there, you know, rewriting what I said, or I got fat freaking fingers. And you know, it's like, come on, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a thumb typer. I see people, I'm going like, well, that tells me that that's all you do. I don't, and that's that. I don't like this now. I don't know. I'm, you know, my form of communication, and neither one of us, you know, we claim we go, oh, because we're old, we're old school. We're not that old, folks. And the simple fact is, but the world has changed that quick. We grew up with this stuff. We've seen it grow, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, COVID really took it and pushed it. But I got, I got a you know, warning it for wasn't, you, folks. It, I'm sorry, Bill. Go ahead. What's the warning? Well, I was just going to say, the warning is. COVID now is technically three years past. Yes, there's still stuff about it and threats of it again, but the simple thing is get out of your co- your, your your COVID coma and get back into life because that is what works and that's what counts, and things are slowly picking up. Yes, the world has changed, but don't be sitting there, you know, a mole, you know. That's just sad. I was watching a movie. I forgot which one it was recently. I think it was uh, Peace, The Peacekeeper. Or something. It was filmed in 1997, and I forgot how much technology we we had in 97. We had a lot. We had we mm-hmm. had uh, cell phones and 
and all those wonderful things. But um, yeah, then the eighties. But I remember, I remember them getting email, and and the computer went, "You got mail." Remember mm-hmm. that? Remember that? How the little message would come out? The little message would announce, "You got mail." Didn't and, they even put that in a movie, Harry Met Sally, or something like that? Probably you got mail. Ding. Yeah. And and but that was like a big deal, and I, I, there was a story behind the guy who did the voice. You got mail. I think he was one of the uh, engineers or something. Or but uh, it became the uh, the sound that was uh, synonymous with email back in the uh, late nineties and early two thousands. Now we kind of laugh at it. Like and as a matter of fact, I think in a lot of ways, text has taken over uh, what email did back then. You know. Um, yeah, it, it has. I, but you know, now major companies have to have that social guru and texting guru because it's the only way business can uh, in survive yeah. uh, and and compete in this day and age. And um, I know people very close that are close to me. I like to talk. They don't want to talk. They want to text. And I'm going like, you don't convey. You really. To me, it's a one-sided conversation, especially with somebody like me that doesn't like to text. Mm-hmm. You know, then all of a sudden, you're sitting there, and it's a one-sided conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I communicate with words because even if I don't see your face, I hear your tone. I hear your inflection. I can feel what you're saying. I get the sense of it. Even if you're not conveying the words you want to say, to say you're excited about something, no, it's not something you really want to want to do. I can hear it. You, you know what's going to happen in the not too distant future? Text will be taken over by AI. Yeah, we will transmit from brain to brain. Well, no, no, I will. I think we'll still use phones, but you'll talk to your you'll talk to your phone. It will then maybe like read it back the way you want it read back. They will get a message, but it will probably be read to them. Hi, Bill. This is so and so. Uh, hopefully th- things are well. Going to get back to me soon? They'll, there will be intonation. It'll be AI intonation in the future. It won't be See, just like text. Well, I don't I, Listen, but everything's going this way. Everything is going towards artificial intelligence and technology. And, and this is what uh, Lara Logan was talking about, how we've got to take control of this pretty darn soon or we will lose our rights forever. It'll be gone. No. But the next step after that, it talking to you, is why do you need to talk when you have the AI in your brain? It can have a, it can have like a Bluetooth in it that can seek out, you know, people that you like. And well, then the only you- privacy that you have in the world, the only privacy you totally own, the inner privacy will be gone. If you allow them to put a chip in your head, so that they can monitor what I'm you're thinking. And no, I'm just saying the only privacy you are guaranteed. Your inner privacy. I mean, you talk to a prisoner, right? He's he's 24 hours a day. He works for the man, as they would say. But when he's in his cell, right, in his in his head, he still has that inner privacy. And and um, oh, you could be arrested for your thoughts. You could be convicted for your thoughts. That's true. Well, I did. I'm st- sitting there thinking. Ah, yes. I didn't do this, but had I, I would have done it this way. You could be arrested. You, I'm yeah. sorry, uh, Mr. Knight, you're arrested for thinking about that. Um, but you, then you could have been the guy that did it, and you thought about it. Oh, they didn't find me. You know, speaking what, of what conspiracies and stuff yeah, like that, okay. I, 
I, I was thinking about something uh, yesterday, and, and I'm not the only one thinking about this. A lot of people have thought about this. It's actually right. uh, kind of trending on the, on the Internet. But uh, um, this submarine that went down, we you know lost five people tragically. That's what we're told. Right. Uh, there's a lot of things that m- make you go, hmm, you know. I mean, things that uh, don't really add up. For example, the uh, Navy supposedly on the very first day of the uh, submarine's launch, supposedly heard the sounds of an implosion and didn't tell anybody? Yeah, even if it was top secret uh, sonar, which sonar has been around for a long time. It's not sonar, I don't believe, but go ahead, Bill. Uh, Well, whatever they used, okay? Mm -hmm. The the technology to hear something implode in the ocean Mm -hmm. and even pinpoint it has been around for a while. Even if they got something new and sophisticated Mm -hmm. and used that as a cover story, that it's was been around until yeah, the late 30s, the sonar. Uh, but you're so right. Why didn't they speak up? That is what they that have. Is something that got my attention. I didn't. I don't know why they would do that. They but. have undersea listening stations all around the the base of the Atlantic, sure. and they literally they're not manned. They are remote listening stations. Yeah, yeah. And they can pinpoint where, and they will put there to to determine where the submarines from the enemy were, you know? Right. And uh, so they hear this thing go crush, and <clears throat> they they knew what happened. They didn't tell the Coast Guard. Coast Guard, like a bunch of fools, are going out doing press conferences saying we still have hope, when in reality, the Navy didn't have hope. <clears throat> the Navy knew that something was up. So, but here's the thing. Let's be hypothetical here. Let's say hypothetical. Okay. We, we've been told, for example, that the borders are safe and secure, right? All right. Our borders are safe and secure. Nothing to see here. Just move along. When in reality, we know that uh, our borders are far from safe and secure. We've been told that the elections were honest and above board and nobody should question them. I mean, heck, what are you doing uh, being a uh, an election denier? Um, so that, that's another uh, thing that we've been, you know, told to be quiet about, um, just about everything in uh, the Ukraine every, every week, uh, they were on the verge of victory and yet they've yet to uh, come even close to victory, but they need more money in the Ukraine. Oh, yeah. There's a big story that's working on, on the Ukraine and Russia right now. But, uh, we but, had, uh, uh, president Biden say that we got out of Afghanistan uh, in a dignified fashion, he did say th- things like this. He that was a lie. Ch- he painted a different story after it happened, even though we saw how they left. Uh, so everything that they we they told the world for years that they believed in Taiwan's one uh, what they said independence, self governance, and mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden, last week Tony Blinken says we're not in favor of that at all. And I'm paraphrasing, but he he came out and he said it in a press conference. Um, so we've been shoved a, a lot of mistruths. <laughs> I won't say lies, even though you you probably are thinking that. Um, mm-hmm. But there's something else going on here. Well, let's say hypothetically, if I were writing a screenplay, I like to write stories. You know, if I were writing a screenplay with this scenario, what I would write about is, okay, we needed another distraction because uh, the president is going to get hammered. 
this week in Congress with uh, all of the testimony coming down on the Hunter Biden case. It, they're going to they're gonna throw evidence out there that he was uh, talking and dealing with the Chinese, and we just can't have the country paying attention to that. So what do we do? Well, let's go to our uh, intelligence people and see whether they have any any uh, things that they, any stories they can put out there that will deflect the uh, the media. Okay, so somebody somebody in some room somewhere says, okay, uh, let's uh, let's take that submarine that they're putting over in the in the North Atlantic going down on the Titanic. Let's uh, let's let's for for the sake of a story, let's uh, pretend that it uh, is lost. Okay. I mean, we can get a, several days of uh, media coverage. It'll be very dramatic. And uh, after a few days, uh, we'll end it tragically. And, and we won't be able to recover any bodies, so there will be no proof that it was... We don't even know for sure, folks, honestly, as a country, whether there was anybody on that. Well, that's true. Have you ever heard of the people I've never that? heard of those people until all of a sudden this story started. Now, again... This is this is the writer in me. If I were writing a script, you know, I would say, you know, even if they got into the submarine and you wave goodbye to them, who's to say they went to the bottom? Who's to say they weren't transferred a hundred feet down, you know, into with some other vessel? They have yeah, they vessels. They went down on the left side of the ship and surfaced on the right side, and you didn't see it. I, I don't know. It's- well, they could have. You know, the, the, they they could have gone uh, 300 yards up to another vessel and surfaced and emptied mm-hmm. it, and then they could have d- disposed of the uh, the Titan, you know, just let it sink as an empty vessel. I'm just saying, we're taking a lot at face value. You know what really drove me nuts about this story? Um, I'm going to play a little clip. This is Sa- right. Sandra Smith. This is, I guess, the day before they found out, quote, the, what really happened to it. This is Sandra Smith on Fox. Listen. Relation of a passenger on board the Titan. Um, the, the relationship to two Titanic victims. Many of us have probably read about this along the way. We have now confirmed that Wendy Rush, the wife of Stockton Rush, which is the Ocean Gate CEO who's on board the Titan, is a descendant of Ida and Isidore Strauss, two of the wealthiest first class passengers. Many of us will remember who died when the Titanic sank in 19. 19- 12, Wendy Rush is the great, great granddaughter of Ida and Isidore Strauss. He was a co-founder of the Macy's department store in New York. And Rush is descended from one of the couple's daughters, Minnie Strauss, who married Dr. Richard Weil and their son's son, Dr. Richard Weil III, is Wendy Rush's father. Again, the wife of Stockton Rush, that Ocean Gate CEO there. The Strausses, you'll remember, Brad, for many of us who have studied the Titanic history and many of us more recently now the strausses um are remembered because they chose to remain on the ship on the on the titanic together as ida strauss refused to get on one of the few lifeboats as crews were trying to save women and children uh, paul kurzman a great grandson of them has also told fox news james cameron's version of the titanic depicts their love story we can all remember okay i have a bridge in brooklyn that I would like to sell you. Now, I do have ownership of that bridge because I was a descendant of uh, the gentleman who built the Brooklyn Bridge, and he never really deeded it to the city. So it actually was his bridge. I then have inherited that bridge, and I can sell that bridge in Brooklyn to you, okay? If you believe this, you're gullible. I'm sorry. I mean, the odds of these people being related to uh, the Strauss family 
are slim and none in my right. in my opinion okay in my humble opinion i mean this is this is hollywood folks and and then at the very end she says and someone said that the love story on the movie the titanic depicted the the romantic relationship between their great 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 grandparents it, it was all to paint a picture and to tie your emotions into this this tragedy now look at God forbid if it happened I am I'm these people are in my prayers all I'm saying is we have reason based upon the environment we live in to question everything we have to start questioning everything we cannot take stories on face value anymore as a people we can have this dishonest media spoon feed us this stuff over and over again without thinking we've you know if we don't start thinking we lose the ability to think so someone out there right now is saying oh what a conspiracy theorist what a stupid story to to think about hey listen if you had told me ever in my lifetime i would see our elections stolen that a presidency would be taken and then to have the media once it happens deny it ever happened i would mm -hmm. i would have thought that's a bad that's a bad script hollywood wouldn't pick that one up but they in my opinion did it and uh, you know we were told that uh, john kennedy he was shot by one guy six floors up from a corner about well, 150 150 yards away and and now they're saying well maybe that wasn't the case yeah um I don't know, Bill. I, uh, I, I, I think we're being spoon-fed a lot of nonsense. Yeah, and we better we are. start thinking. You know, just in the news the other day, uh, you know, there was a big vote on that. Top Senate Democrats apparently lied about the pistol. You remember the pistol brace? Mm -hmm. Which, oh, that changes the gun. It's going to be a higher caliber, more killing gun then. Well, actually, a pistol brace does not do that to a gun. It doesn't change the caliber. It doesn't make it a... Uh, a higher, uh, more powerful killing gun. It doesn't do it. They lied, and they knew they lied, but the news took that story and ran with it, and so they got their way with the pistol brace. Uh, it, you know, so when you talk about manipulation oh, of uh, stories uh, and, and Mr. X, they do it all the time. Elon Musk, on June the 8th, June 8th is before this uh, tragedy happened, okay? He uh, tweeted, uh, uh, Internet from space supporting Titanic dive expedition. And he, then he retweeted, Despite being in the middle of the North Atlantic, we have the Internet connection we, we need to make our Titanic dive operations a, a success. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Starlink. That was from Oceangate. That was th the reason why I point this out was all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, Elon Musk is tweeting about an event, this event, uh, out in the middle of the Atlantic. You know, don't trust anything on face value anymore. I, I really mean mm. that. Don't trust people that you may think are on your side. I mean, the, I'll tell you, the guy who you should trust, in my opinion, whether you like him or not, is Trump because they're trying to kill him. Okay, you they're know, trying the funny, to Yeah, well, you know, and they say, what's the guy's name, Jack Smith? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, they say, you know, he's going to convict Trump. He's going to do that. But 
He cannot, and that's what that's what's worrying the Democrats. If they can put Trump behind bars, the one thing they can't do is stop the run for president. And you know, in so saying that, uh, John, um, well, not John Kirby, North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark uh, Robinson, he endorsed Trump for the 2024 uh, campaign. He said, "Yeah, you know, this is the, you know, this is the guy," and the crowd went wild. Yeah. So in other words, the people are not buying all of this crap. Yeah. You know, and Bill, another thing I want to point out before I forget, I hope I can play this. I'm going to take a little go ahead. gamble. Um, you know, you watch the Simpsons. They've been around for what? 25 years for yeah, the Simpsons. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Everything. And they've always had the, they've always had this thing to where they predicted the future. Yes. They almost say the guy is, is he's either psychic or from outer space. He's a time traveler. Well, they did it again. They yeah, had an episode about uh, the Simpsons. Joy, searching for treasure with my long-lost son. My dream for each of you is that you find the happiness I feel today. And my dream is to someday wear a real wetsuit instead of one that is just painted on. Mr. Spot. There we go. Now they're done in submersibles. Contains some right. of Mother Nature's most stunning creatures. I mean, it's a clever program, but he seem they seem to be they seem to be ahead of things story wise. I mean, uh, this was an episode where Homer goes down in a submersible, and in the submersible he's down there. One of the funny quote funny parts is that he starts he gets stuck, and then. In his submersible, he starts to lose his oxygen. Hmm. Now, okay, is this guy a time traveler? Or is somebody a fan of The Simpsons and taking story? Oh, that's it. Oh, that could be. That would be a distraction. Well, I mean, it could, it could be. They could be thought starters. You're right. It could be thought starters. I, I don't know. It, but, you it, know, it, there's you, too many weird coincidences. Can you. you know? Would it be beyond the realm of possibility that maybe we have a, a, a department somewhere in our government that thinks of diversions, mass public diversions? We need something to get our attention away from A. So the uh, the it, Department of uh, M. Uh, PD, What's the that? MPD department, mass, mass public, public diversions. Mass public diversions, yes. I'm the secretary of the Mass Public Diversions Department. Um, I think we may have out there some people doing stuff like this. I mean, again, <clears throat> there's a possibility that it's legit, and it happened. And if that happened, it's a tragedy. I know this weekend, I know during when I go to church tomorrow, I will be praying. If there are people who were, you know, who were tragically taken on that submersible, I pray that they're with God. But if it was a diversion and a lie, the whole thing, we'll never know. We'll never know. No, and as the no, days no. and the weeks go by, they will sell it more and more, you know? Yeah. And I explained to you what, what happens in an implosion like that. Uh, finding bodies or remains uh, slim to none because of what actually happens. Because mm -hmm. I think we I talked about it off mic. I don't have the story in front of me. But essentially, when that happens, an implosion uh, with the uh, uh, the gases that are inside and 
it's almost like a bullet in the chamber going through or something like that. It ignites and that that's from the implosion and it travels so fast, faster than you can even think uh, that you have uh, basically that flame or that heat goes after blobs of fat. That would be human bodies. Other submersible, other submersible companies want to go down and get the, the remnants, the remains of the, uh, of the sub, they want to claim because they want to be able to figure out what exactly went wrong. Um, but the people who would do the salvaging are saying, well, uh, that probably can't be done because of the depth, you know, so we may just have to leave them there. Wouldn't that be convenient if it was not a legitimate story to just leave the remains there? I mean, how you could never prove that it was fictitious. Well, I think there's probably remains. I think something, you know, something imploded and was... No, but what I'm saying is that if they brought the remains back up, Bill, they could reverse the the problem and figure out what caused it. Right. But somebody may not want that to happen. That's true. I mean, I don't know. You know, only time will tell how, how it goes out. But for the immediate time right now, people are still talking about it, you know, guessing about it. And yeah, the conspiracy theories are out talking about it now. And all the while... There's major news stories going on, you know, about the hunters and Joe Biden because, you know, uh, they're trying to take uh, the Hunter Biden tape story and say, oh, this is like Russiagate, the Republican uh, uh, version of it, which is an admission that Russiagate was a real piece of crap. It was a story that was made up. They're trying to say this about that. And now they're defense for Hunter because, you know, they're trying to get him dismissed on certain charges and stuff. Uh, is that uh, that tape recording where he was uh, saying that dad's here with me and blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. It was a drug-induced moment, a crack pipe-induced moment in Hunter's life. So it, it, it wasn't real. You can't, you can't take it and hold any water to it. It's just. Yeah, well, if you uh, believe right. that story, uh, it, 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 this goes back to the other lie they're, they're, they're telling us. Oh, the other lies they're telling us. Uh, I see where uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he backs a proposal by House Republican Conference Chairwoman Elise Stefanik and Marjorie Taylor Greene to expunge from the record both impeachments of former President Trump. He does indicate that he wants uh, this to go through committee. But uh, there's a move out there to expunge, to remove from the record the impeachments that President Trump had to go through. So that would be interesting to see how that works out. Now, Jack Smith has a piece of paper that has nothing to do with his current, uh, anything uh, to do with his current charges that are going on down in Florida, but it does have to do with January 6th. So he's probably worried about it, and everyone's going, why would he have that in there? And that's probably the reason, is they want to sit there and stop that, because I think it it should be reversed. It should be Mm -hmm. overturned and done. You know, but you know they're fighting for it. They're 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 doing everything they can to, you know, keep the keep keep the mud that's in the water there and add uh, add more mud to it. They're they're muddy and everything. I see where Chris Christie was on stage and he made some comment about President Trump, and he got booed. Listen, I'm running because he's let us down. He has let us down because he's unwilling. He's unwilling to take responsibility for any of the mistakes that were made, any any of the faults that he has, and any of the things that he's done. And that is not leadership, everybody. That is a failure of leadership.
and I, you can boo all you want. But here's the thing. Our faith teaches us that people have to take responsibility for what they do. People have to stand up and take accountability for what they do. <laughs> He's a beached will. Take, take accountability for eating too many Twinkies, buddy. And, yeah, uh, this guy, he has nothing to offer other than criticism. Nothing yeah. to bring to the table other than criticism of Trump. He is a guy who is a vindictive man. I know that a mayor in New Jersey didn't back one of his proposals, and he punished the city that that mayor was from. The -hmm. city was Fort Lee, New Jersey. And and this guy, Christie, figured, oh, yeah, you're not going to support me? Well, your your city's going to pay. And that's the kind of guy this guy is. This is the kind of guy that says, I want all of the beaches in New Jersey closed down for the pandemic. All of the beaches have to be closed. And then they see him sitting on the beach with his family having a picnic. And that was the reason for my comment. So if if somebody's fighting weight gain uh, problems, uh, that wasn't uh, meant, and I probably shouldn't have well, said no, it. Well, I, I no, I didn't take it personally, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> but but I'm just telling everybody that, ah, you know what, that wasn't about you or anything. As a matter of fact, you know, I was a thin young man, then I became a heavy young old man, and, uh, you know, I fought weight gain too. And uh, You know, you talked about the, that uh, comment that he made about uh, – uh, that he's now they're saying that he was uh, on a drug induced. Uh, he, he didn't really oh, yeah. say it with. Uh, there are pictures of uh, Hunter at Joe's Delaware house on the same day he invoked his dad's name to to uh, threaten a Chinese business associate. So mm-hmm. the day he made that phone call and he threatened uh, the associate, he was at Joe's house. They got they got pictures mm-hmm. to prove it. I mean, this is the kind of stuff. They're getting well, caught. Now, in. That would be interesting, you know. Was Joe there at the Joe, house? Joe what was is? at the house. Yeah, he said. Okay, was, so there was a, if he's, go ahead. There was a, a picture of him and Hunter sitting in Joe's Corvette. Well, put this in your mind because if two and two were there, and now their excuse for Hunter and that one thing is that he was in a uh, a crack pipe, drug induced moment when he did it, and he was in the Delaware house, and Joe was there. Well. That's a that's another bombshell revelation there. If you take that that their story, that means Joe was there and uh, the kid was getting high right under right there uh, under his watchful eye. Uh, you know, it, it does. It, it the comedy can't get any funnier. Is what I'm saying. You know that you they're know. getting close to home when the fake media, mainstream media, starts to ask questions too. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were asking uh, uh, John Kirby, the assistant press secretary of the White House, they oh, were yeah. asking him questions, and uh, he wouldn't answer. He just would not answer. He walked out. Yeah, and so uh, Colleen Jean-Pierre took to the microphone, and she wouldn't answer. You know, Four, she, four minutes of uh, doing her little tap dance, I'm not going to answer family matters. I'm not going to answer family matters. Look, we've addressed... You know, the Hunter Biden thing. I'm not going to address that. Uh, family Matters, it's very common for them to go to this kind of, you know, event. You know, family members. I was like going, what a tap dance. And, but the nice thing that I saw is it seemed like where she'd butt out one journalist, the next journalist would, it's a valid question. Answer here's, it. Here's Kirby. 
the House Ways and Means Committee yesterday released documents, their authenticity nowhere challenged. Uh, that included a July 2017 WhatsApp message sent by Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao, a Chinese Communist Party official, which stated in its entirety, and I quote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father, unquote. So just a couple of questions about this. First, does this not undermine uh, the president's claim during the 2020 campaign and the reaffirmations of that claim by his two press secretaries since then that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with him? No, and I'm not going to comment further on this. We're good. We're, I'm not, James, James, let me just, let me save you some, let me save, let me save, let me save you some breath. If you're going to ask about this, I am not addressing, I don't, I know you do more than I'd like you to have. I am not going to address this issue from this podium. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. And there he is. He walked off the stage. John Kirby. Uh, talk about a puppet. Talk about somebody who is a, a mouthpiece for this uh, this broken administration. Holy smokes. Uh, and he sits there. I'm not going to answer it. I'm just not going to answer Can you imagine... If um, one of Trump's press secretaries had that kind of response from the stage, we're not going to talk about it. Uh, we're just not going to talk about it. They would be screaming. Heck, they'd be attacking the podium. Now, the good news is, finally, others started to speak up. Other networks that are woke started to ask the same questions. So maybe... Things are starting to heat up uh, with the Bidens, uh, more so than they would like. Yeah, it is, but they're doing their dance the best they can to distract. And don't believe for a minute that something, whether it be this week or next week or in the, the, the short time to come here, doesn't happen that's major to take uh, your attention away from yeah. the Bidens. Because that business is going to go on. No matter what, a train derails, a massive yes. uh, collision on the interstate, a plane fall out, falls out of the sky. Uh, Martians just landed at uh, Central Park. Hey. And they're friendly. They got, and they, they still have 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate that nobody knows where it went, right? So, I mean, that could be an issue down the road. Well, it sure could, especially with the, uh, oh, Independence Day uh, celebrations coming up. Oh, my gosh. You talk about uh, talk about a I diversion, mean, huh? I mean. The oh, yeah. You know, you got people at uh, Times Square in New York or Boston or anywhere. But the, it was going out west. So maybe it would be going to California somewhere, some big shindig out there. Nothing. Uh, I put nothing past these people to take your eyes and attention away from the truth. They will do everything they can to distract you and to change the narrative. And they can do it. They found that they can do it. I mean, uh, to think that on the same day that Biden was, Hunter Biden was going to be an issue, uh, they indicted Trump 
on absolutely mm. nothing. You know, there's a picture online. It, it's two pictures side by side. One is Trump in the dock at his indictment. And the right next to it is a, a picture of Hunter Biden in a, a tux at a social event the night he was he was actually found guilty of charges. I mean, these people, it didn't even bother him enough to say, hey, Dad, this has been a tough day. I don't need to be in the limelight. I think I'm going to stay home. You go to the event. I don't need people looking at me. No. These people think the rules aren't for them. So Hunter Biden gets into a tuxedo, and he goes to a social event. Mm -hmm. That takes cojones, as they would say in Spanish. You know, big time uh, cojones. You know, we've talked about the, the woke world. Uh, just an interesting little headline tease that I saw. Uh, apparently, though, the uh, woke um, Greece reboot, which I, I I remember hearing about it. Uh, you know, they did the series uh, Rise of the Pink Ladies, canceled after one season. Nobody's wow. watching. Nobody's watching. Didn't Disney Disney just did a uh, Little Mermaid? Uh, re- redo, uh, you know, I mean, they came out last weekend and the theaters, theaters were empty. It was crickets, put a lot of money into it, big promotion. But yep. the, the main character was, um, either bisexual or transsexual, or it was some woke character. Uh, I mean, something that they didn't have to add to the story because it was never implied in the first story, but they had right. to add it and nobody went to see it. Don't hold me. Uh, don't hold my feet to the fire on this one. The story is true, though. I, I think it was down in Georgia, is what I'm saying. Uh, but apparently, and, and a lot, it's going on in a lot of places. But uh, a transgender, you know, wanted to get uh, their birth certificate changed to reflect what they identify as, and they got bounced in their butt for uh, it, it's not going to happen. And uh, which you know, I'm just saying. You know, people, you can't change, you know, you can't change certain biological facts. You know. So don't try. <clears throat> the other thing people is. People aren't going to accept everything that you throw at them. The other thing is, I heard a story, and I think this was from Great Britain, where they were making an announcement. They uh, had made a law, changed the rules so that men uh, who think they're women, right, transgenders, Mm-hmm. cannot compete in women's activities or something like that. And the reporter who read the uh, item on, I guess it was the BBC, said the so-and-so, had, uh, the so-and-so could no longer compete as a woman in the woman event. But it made it sound like he was the victim and not the, the women who were having a man compete with them, if you know what I mean. You know what we didn't hear, by the way? Another thing that makes me go, hmm... Uh, okay, we had that tragedy with the, with the submersible and five people. Right. How many of you heard about um, a, a, a ship that uh, capsized and they're missing hundreds of people off the shore of, uh, coast of Greece? Because that doesn't have the heartstrings of the story they put together with the little sub. We're talking about 700, I think, people who are missing, who are dead, and, and versus five. And, and I guess they're, they're talking about people who may be trapped in the uh, capsized vessel. And I mean, this is a major story. You think that CNN and Fox would be all over it, but it didn't, like you say, Bill, it didn't have all of the elements. I mean, they added all of these right. little things about being the, 
the ancestor of the Strauss family who owned Macy's, and they were on the original Titanic, and oh, my mm. goodness. The millionaire yeah. and his wife, the movie star. That, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, it, but all, it is. It's a all those key for, elements. Yeah. Yeah, funny. and it's just a little little the minnow. <laughs> so there it is. And um, I, I don't mean to laugh, but I'm just saying, Sometimes the stories, and he, then you tragically lose 700 souls. But yeah. these four are more important because well, you're there's right. heartstrings and connections to a major story of the past. The boat was the carrying Titanic. 750 Pakistani, Syrian, Egyptian, and Palestinian uh, refugees. So I guess all of those together, the uh, 750 of those people, don't equal five multimillionaires. No, you know, I guess so. you don't want you don't want to be a refugee on a ship. You don't want to live like a refugee, isn't it? That old song. But uh, anyway, yeah. It's anything it's else tragic. to add, sir? Well, it, let's see here. Well, you know, there's uh, there's the Wagner Military Group, which is uh, mm -hmm. a mercenary group. Oh that yeah, Russia's that Russia has hired uh, to fight for them. But yeah. now they're in the Ukraine, and they're saying mm -hmm. basically now Putin says it's 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 treasonous, and they'll defend themselves. But it's been developing for a while, and overnight, that way, the commander of uh, the Wagner Group, right, right, he's turned the tanks around in the Ukraine, and now they're on a path going to Moscow. The mercenaries are going to Moscow because he says, you know, this is a senseless war, and it was designed to make Putin look like a fool by some of his military generals and people below, and so that's think, what he's saying. I think he also said that... Uh, his mercenaries were attacked by Russian missiles. I mean, they they brought they they're supposed to be on the same side, and I think that they were attacked by some Russian. No, here's the other thing: if you hire mercenaries, mercenaries by nature work for money. They yeah, work so you can buy you can buy them over to your side. So let's say hypothetically, uh, the Ukrainian government says, "Hey guys, how much are you making to fight for uh, for uh, for uh, Vladimir?" Huh? We'll double it. Yeah. <laughs> we have American money. We yes, will double yes. your money. What else do you need? You need a house on the Black Sea? No problem. Yeah. You know? yeah, some vodka. And, <laughs> yeah. And, All of us, and just yeah. turn your tanks around and drive them into Moscow. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you, you'll have some sphincters uh, tightening up for, over that. So, <laughs> you and think? they are. You yeah, think? Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, here come the tanks. Apparently there's <laughs> massive corruption in uh, the NYPD. Oh, uh, in a surprise. bombshell interview, uh, uh, apparently a, a Joe Holt show on Thursday, mm -hmm. former NYPD officer uh, Sal Greco uh, claimed that incoming police commissioner Edward Caban uh, is it Caban Caban either way is so deeply uh, he's so deeply entangled in uh, corruption that he would quit if mayor uh, if the mayor actually awards the guy the position that this guy is so corrupt it's going to be coming in. As, uh, you know, the uh, police, uh, you know, commissioner, that he would say, screw it, I'm out of here. You're saying Eric uh, Caban, uh, he ran to, oh, he's Eric Adams' new uh, police commissioner? Yeah. Is that, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, he's, yeah, and he's deeply entangled in corruption that he would, and this is what the, this guy is saying, Sal Greco. Claimed the incoming police commissioner. You know, Edward. you, you got to feel sorry for the New York uh, street cop because they're great guys. I mean, I I, have, yeah. I, I worked in New York, uh, and uh, I, I I knew some of them. I, I had a friend who was on the New York police force. 
one day after I got off my show, my show ended at 10 o'clock at night. I did 6 to 10 at night. And he he actually took me up to uh, uh, 125th Street to, uh, I guess, his police station. The 25th Precinct was on 121st Street, I think it was. But he he actually gave me a tour of Harlem and he'd say, see that house there, that abandoned house over there? That's empty, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a drop house. I said, what's a drop house? He says, well, uh, we have like uh, an unwritten law if uh, uh, someone overdoses somewhere, the other drug addicts will take the body and bring it to that house and leave it there. And we check it regularly. And if we find the body, then we know to, uh, to, to tend to it, right? But, I mean, it, it's like things you would never think about, you know. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, he, he told me about uh, he was, uh, this guy was working for the police force when they had a plane crash back in the early 70s out, I think, at uh, LaGuardia. And a plane, I guess, went into the, uh, uh, the river just short of the runway. Yeah, and, I remember that. Yep, and he was there for that, and he said that was a nightmare. But he was a great guy, and I remember the guy's name. I just lost touch with him. It's been so long. Who knows? Maybe he's listening to the show right now. I won't mention his name, and I don't want to embarrass him, but you know who you are. I'm the same guy who worked at that radio station that you used to listen to, and you gave me that tour, so if you're listening, let us know. And you know, I, I have a way for you to let us know. We have a phone number. It's 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Also, mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at itsanotherday.com. I think it's been an interesting show today, so you know I'm going to ask you to listen to it and then share it with a friend because not your typical It's Another Day podcast. We did no. some conspiracy. Uh, I mean, we did a little bit of conspiracy. Well, we talked about texting. We talked about... You know, the sub, uh, the submersible, yeah, the sub, and you know, distractions galore. We did talk about a lot of the regular things, but uh, you know, it's uh, Saturday. Who knows? A lot of times we do that on a Saturday. We, yeah, we, we take liberties. You know, the thing is, folks, trust me. Again, you know, when I talk about the submersible, God, I my, if that really happened, if it's a legitimate accident, my heart and my prayers are with those people. But I don't think we're told the truth about everything. I just, I mean, even if it did happen, I, I think they've embellished it for for a political purpose in this country. And I think that by itself is wrong. I mean, I just said to you that on the same time that we lost five people in a submersible, the world lost 700 people in a, in an a-, a boating accident in the Mediterranean. And nobody's talking about that. You know, that, because- by, that says something. Well, this story is closer to home, and it, it has more tentacles out there with uh, the connection they've made to the uh, Titanic and whatnot. It has a longer lifestyle. Uh, there is some conspiracy to it, and they knew that with the, the Navy. We could have we turned that search around in the first day if there was an implosion and this yeah. you know, happened you know, uh, the way it apparently did. We could have we could have gotten through the grief real quick, got yes. in, got out of it. You're right. And the families could move on and you could move on. But now we're all trapped in this thing. And, you know, somebody made a comment. I might have mentioned it the other day. They talked about all the negative memes out there. And I said, this is how people deal with tragedy in their life when you when when it's when you're hit with it. Uh you know, the you know, negative memes and stories and, and jokes. That's how you deal with it. You know, Bill the real, if it did happen, the real crude thing, if it did happen, if there were the five people on this 
like they say there were. And if the, the cruel thing was, if they knew the implosion happened within an hour of the of the submersible being launched, and they didn't tell anybody, they kept the hopes alive for the families of the victims for several days. All right, and in a court of law, what does that pain and aggravation work uh, worth? It's it's priceless. Yeah, you know, if you've gone through, if you've ever had uh, tragic uh, loss of someone in your life, um, you know, it never goes away. But when they sit there, that is like taking your finger, and where somebody's got a a wound in their chest or something like that, you're taking your finger and rubbing it around. You're poking it. It's like. You know, let them, yeah, just let's, let's address the story, you know, and then give them some space so they can heal. Unless there's something else to say about the story, but see, they had to move on. That says to me, they had a reason to let the story linger on because it was, it was taking the oxygen out of the news cycle. All of the oxygen was going to this story and not being no attention to uh, the committee hearings in Washington and uh, the disclosures that were coming out of there. Anyway, friends, yeah. I think we've done it, Bill. Like We can put this one in the can and put it out in the ether. What do you think? I think it's a plan, man. It's uh, Hey, look, like I said, yes. today I thought it was a great show. I, I thought all of our shows are great, but this was a good show too. But I think it's interesting enough today that, uh, you know, for people that are a little bit well, not a little bit, way left of what we do. I think mm-hmm. even they would enjoy the show because I don't think we picked on anybody today No, uh, uh, in particular. We picked on everybody, no. We're, uh, we're, we're equal opportunity uh, pickers honors. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and you pickers know what? Pickers honors. Yeah, and you know what? Since I, since I love texting so much, mm-hmm. you can text me your, your true feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said I hate texting. Oh, he but, he does hate texting. But you know, when it's all you got, that's all you got because that's how people communicate today. They that's true. They well, it's because I can remember when I was a kid thinking that uh, holding two tin cans and connected a by a string and talking was was pretty interesting. Well, that's really I could hear you. My goodness, uh, not anymore. Hey, my friend, have a great remainder of your weekend, and we'll do it on Monday. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Until then, hasta la vista. I'm out of here.